0: To we are something else, episode 105. Why my guitar gently weeps. And we're back. CB, welcome back, brother. Yo, <laughs> fellas, fellas, fellas. Uh CB man, look, we hit me he held down the show last week for you. Uh yeah, y'all did. While, we were, while, while we were going through the storm, but look, hey, welcome back, brother. Good to see you. Uh, good to have all three of us back in the house tonight to to celebrate just music more importantly guitarist but uh what's good with you e what's good bro
1: ain't nothing man you know had a uh, exceptional workout today um hitting those bands a little uh the bands a little different um but uh nah man you know what this week has been kind of up and down so you know it was good to get a good workout in uh a different one Um, and then, um, glad to be on here today. You know, I'm very happy to be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. CB was good, bro.
1: Um,
2: no technical difficulties this week. Uh, not sitting in my basement by candlelight. Like I was telling y'all, um, like literally, uh, I want to say it was like from nine to midnight. We just didn't have power. So, um, I was like, even if I got on my phone and used up, you know, the rest of my battery life, I would be in the dark. So, you know, uh, wouldn't really serve the purpose. But glad to be able to join you guys again. And um, since I missed last week, I got some heat for for the soul.
0: Oh, look at you! Look at you! Um, yeah, you weren't here last week, and and it was kind of just irony and everything—the storm and then you know the news that we shared. I wanted to give you an opportunity on camera to kind of to kind of share your your thoughts about um the passing of hardy
2: man dude uh like we were talking about last week once we found out like this just it just hits different man because you talk about um their where their food truck was located in bethesda was just a few few blocks from where we have our nine to five so it was a regular thing for us on a friday when the weather was nice for us to be like yo we're gonna make a run to the food truck like what do y'all want us to bring you back? And, you know, just being able to hang out with the guy a little bit and, um, you know, being able to have him and uh, his wife on the podcast, man, like that for us, I remember being so excited that we were going to have them as guests, you know, so this, just, it just hit real hard, man. And last week, literally you touched on it on the show, but the, the, Just the way that the world works, man. The fact that my power went out because the storm was so bad, and I remember the episode that we had with them. It was also storming terribly, and you know they they were having connection issues. Um, We made the show work, and you know we were just excited to have them on. And you know Hardy's Barbecue is one of our spots. So I mean, heart goes out to the family. Um, Hope hoping that anyone that can donate to to the GoFundMe, you you know, uh, gives a little bit. Um, cause th- that's just so tough, man. Like just, he's still, he was still young. You know what I mean? Like
0: 49. it's, it's just crazy.
2: So, you know, it's one of those things like he, he, you know, he was younger than my pops. Um, so for, for all of us that still got our, our dads around and everything, man, like you, you gotta, you gotta spend that time when you can't, cause you just, you just never know, bro.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Love you pops for, for chiming in. Uh, welcome back to, He's been gone for a couple weeks out of town, but, um, yeah, man, I think you touched on it, and we, we won't, you know, bring bring the episode down too much, but I, again, I I want to express my gratitude, because we were early into the, the Black Business Series, and we still were trying to find our legs, and just one little simple, you know, DM, and they were like, absolutely, we'll do it. And then even with the storm, they, they powered through, you know, getting through that, that, um, them being on the cell phone and losing connection a couple of times and still frame. So, but, um, fellas, yeah. Uh, my week was, my week was good Thursday again. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to the weekend like 4th of July was weird. Uh, I knew everybody went in their mamas was going to be back out and living life again. I mean, you know, according to, you know, all your local governments, they want you back out there doing that. But it's just you know, I'm not I'm not ready for a year. You told me to sit still and not to do this, and then all of a sudden, bam! No, we want you to do it. Nah, I'm not. I'm good. So, I just kept it close to home, and you know, I still got my my bubble family that you know that we hang out with. But that's that's really about it, man. I, did y'all do anything special?
2: We nope. had uh, some family around, you know,
0: <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> um, when you got uh. We got like two nieces now in in the fam between my cousin um and obviously my sister, so it was an opportunity really for for that family to get together and um you know that that was a good time but we yeah no, nah, we weren't out crazy we weren't doing anything it was all um like we we knew what the deal was with everyone that was at the house
0: now one was good bro uh
2: See, I saw Pop saying that it I made me it. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we're talking about Hardys, and you know, he says that it still made yeah. me laugh.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, so fellas, uh, let's get to it. Let's start with uh, Racist Eddie. Yeah, uh, I saw them. If you guys have been up on this story, um, and first look at these pictures. I don't know if the picture on the far left of the guy in the green, um, I can't think of the Baby Yoda, as everybody's saying that character's name, (laughs) in the green shirt is the same guy that you see in cuffs surrounded by cops. You know, we're we're talking about cell phone pictures compared to perfectly good, like, snap photos. But Mm. there's there's Racist Eddie right there. So Racist Eddie is famous this week for harassing all his neighbors, uh, especially, I think it was a, a black couple. It doesn't matter what couple he was harassing, but there was one guy who didn't even live in the neighborhood, a black guy, who stood up for the neighbors that were being harassed by this guy. And the video picks up where he's dropping all kind of in bombs and yeah. racial slurs. And he just, you know, that big and bad, you know, definitely wearing his white privilege badge, you know, of honor right there on across his chest. Uh, and then in the video, the cop shows up, Oh, he knows the cops, you know, and he's like talking to him, like, you know, it's just another day in Mayberry, that kind of thing. Right. And, the guy even goes to give his address on while he's being recorded and tells the people, show up at my house. I dare you? Well, you know, that's exactly what the hell they did because his house, I'm assuming uh, once the video broke, his house was surrounded by, as he calls it, a bunch of niggas, right? And they were just sitting there waiting for this guy to go down. He did get arrested for um, harassment and bias intimidation. So let's go around the horn and let's let's uh, see how you guys feel about racist Eddie. Yeah,
2: another week, another character from the same you know they they shop at the same warehouse, they wear the same shoes, they go to the same barbershop. All these motherfuckers look the same, and like, I mean, dude, the audacity, like, it's just so, it's just wild, bro. Um, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, he got arrested. That's uh, as we're talking about by like the letter of the law, that's, you know, probably how it should go down. This motherfucker needs his ass beat really like, like the whole you know,
0: the whole optics, the whole <laughs> so,
2: you know, like that, that's just how I feel about all this shit. Like anybody who like, who carries any kind of racist bone in their body, like, that's just where I'm at at this point, man. Like, talking, talking it out. These people don't want to hear it in in a lot of cases. You know what I mean? So, it just it, this kind of stuff. It really just pisses me off because it's like, dude, you you're literally part the problem. So, you know, um, it's one of those things where I hope he gets. I I just hope in the long run he gets what he deserves because I mean he's a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, I, and I think that the whole cops and cuffs thing was like kind of a dog and pony show, you know. Right. the like you know, we got to do this kind of thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, what he's charged with, I'm assuming, is not going to be... Because where was he
2: going to go? Like, how is he going to leave his house? You know, he invite, he invited uh, yeah. all those friends over, <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. like, where <laughs> is that, he going to go?
0: To that barbecue yeah. we were just talking about. Before yeah, we <laughs> yeah.
2: He need, he needed that special escort just to get out of the house. Right. So...
0: Yeah. E, like nah. you
1: no, know nah, I, I mean, it's you know it's uh it's one of those things where it's like you know you they don't want to be famous until they become famous you know what i mean they they don't you know they they're quick to think that that cell phone won't go you know that that video won't get somewhere mm-hmm. to where you got you know hundreds of people showing up at your door that you that you so called you know ask for us to come you ask and we'll come you know what i'm saying like at this point i think the landscape is different because before it was you know, may not necessarily say a protest. It'd just be like somebody saying, like, that cat over there is racist, right? Like that door, that that location. This is where he lives. Now it's just like the fact that you get a a crowd of people and of all uh, of all races that are calling out this person. It, it. I think he was like, you know, first of all, whatever he was drinking, you know, uh, that Coors Light, you know, Bud Light, whatever it was. He came down off of that because again, he definitely don't look like the same person. You can tell that he looked like he shaved before he's getting ready to go to jail because they probably called him and told him we probably they probably come to pick you up. So you know, at the end of the day, he's a clown. You know what I'm saying? If he's definitely isolated, he's not in a holding cell with the butt I forgot what where, where was this at though? What state or what city?
2: I think uh, it was in Philly.
0: Mount yeah, Hall, it was New, like, New Jersey.
1: Yeah, out in that area. Yeah. So we already know that he is not in, you know, where. Uh, yeah, let, let's just get that out the way. They cleared out a whole cell just for himself. He didn't go into a holding cell where they got the rest of the cast that that got picked up in that same hour that showed up at right. the same jail. You know, he didn't get put in that same position because he would have got molly wopped, and that picture would have looked different than what he got in that that you got right there. But I mean, and it, it,
0: it's. These guys, and we every week is somebody different. You know, it's the Karens, and you know, it's the Eddies, and, and it seems like they always test. They know who to test, because at the end of the day, you know, and I'm wishing nothing nothing on nobody. But at the end of the day, they get to walk away, right? Not carried away, however. But you know, so they know who to test, and it's just at a certain point is you know, this is a uh, racist Eddie who. Was famous on the internet this week for um, uh, harassing his neighbors. This guy right here, and I swear, I, the, the guy in the green shirt on the far right does not look like what that what's in that mugshot. And this is a post. I don't know when the the video was taken, so maybe he put on some pounds and shaved. But hey, look, hey, you know, it's it's not one of those they all look alike kind of things. They, I, the pictures look a little weird to me. Anyways, moving on. Um. Nicole Hannah-Jones. Now, CB brought this story to me, and I looked into it, and this, this is a, a really, this is this story is interesting because uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones is, I believe she's an editor. I think her, her, her go ahead, CB.
2: She's like, a, like an award-winning journalist type. Journalist, that's it, you know. journalist,
0: world-winning journalist. And she was offered uh, a job at UNC to be a professor, right?
2: She's from she like she's a graduate. She's an alumnus of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Like that's where she's from. Mm-hmm. And she was um going for tenure, which we know in the realm of like, you know, faculty and that kind of a thing. Like that's a big that's a big deal. Right. And, you know, I don't, are you going to go go right. into
0: Yeah, and so she she wanted tenure and it it took them a while to give it to her. Like they were <laughs> She had to go in front of the board, and it had to be, you know, an unanimous decision. And I think it was uh, Pulitzer Prize winner.
2: I'm just downplaying it, you know, no big deal.
0: And I had I had some of that in my notes. I don't have the correct notes on me. And and Roy was right.
2: 1619 project.
0: She is accomplished. She's very accomplished. And um, again, she won a tenure with uh, UNC Chapel Hill, and they pussyfooted around, and offered it to her late. Right? And then so at that point she turns it down, and she goes to Howard. And now she's, she will be teaching at Howard. Which, again, I think HBCUs need the love and the spotlight. We've talked about them a couple times for just the different things as far as athletes. Um, and now, finally, like award-winning uh, Pulitzer Prize winners are turning down these big name schools to go to you know
1: hbcus e it was a good story um the question that i have not and not to play the role is like you know um we've seen this before There's, there's a couple of other educators kind of you know big name people that have decided to take their if you will lack of better terms their talents to hbcus right um, I'm still wondering, and I and and I saw this recently because, like, uh, Morgan State and a few other uh colleges had just won a bit a, a major lawsuit, um, in regards to the state, uh, as far as funding and things of that nature, universities. But you know, my thing is, you know, it always comes back to you know the money, and the reason why I say that is, you know. We have to, you know, you have to get those teachers that really care to be uh educator at the lo- at the school that they want to, you know, that they're teaching at, right? I think you come across um, a couple of them that are just there. This is where I've been forever. I'm waiting for a tenure, so then you can't really, you know, tell me what to do type deal. You know, I can't get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? Um, but hopefully the, the turn of more people being aware of why not send our own resources back to where they were initially at anyway? Right. You know, people would be like, oh, I went to Howard. And then they'd be like, then I took my talents over to Cornell or, you know, or Drexel or, you know, and you're like, what, where are we really at with this? You know what I'm saying? So um, I I think that that in itself is a, a good story that will help start to now flood the market of, you know, who are the real educators are that are sitting at these HBCUs?
0: Yeah.
2: This, I mean, the whole like buildup to this was, is kind of nuts because um, I can't remember what source uh, I was reading this in, but basically comes down to, she was saying or someone was saying that it was basically a big money donor that was blocking her tenure. Like that's what it was at UNC. Like, so um, it, it's it, I think you know, and the university literally came out and said, like they they were like, it, this was a racist thing. Like that, there's no way about it. You know, they were, because um, it was in like their congratulations to her, I guess. So like, you know, we're for a lack of a better term, bummed out that she didn't accept our offer because you know they did offer it to her, or whatever. But they did, you know, admit their their fault you know for for that decision mm-hmm. and how it came about so you know i really just hope that in in the long run um you know she continues to have a big impact and this is you know another another win we, we've been talking about the hbcus like hopefully this is you know just another win for them in general you know what i mean
0: absolutely 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 <sighs> okay all right, uh, that, that's the end of Let's Rap. I wanted to got to keep it, had to keep it short this week and get a racist and you get an educated black woman. There you go. Um, it's because we got a lot to dive into tonight. So, tonight we are talking about top five guitarists of all time. Yep, top five guitarists of all time with tomorrow Mentions. And I, I think that, um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's get to it. I mean, fellas, this was this was a tough assignment. Top five guitarists of all time, because everybody the bar is different for everybody else for for all of us, right? Or for people in general, you know. What 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 falls under good guitarists? Is it what you play? Is it writing the music? Is it you know what have you done to be considered now top five, or just in people's Elite stand, you know, standings. Anyway, right. And there's, I knew when we when I came up with this, there'd be a couple of repeats, which is fine. But you, we were supposed to rank them, so I'm, I'm interested to see kind of where people fall on people's charts, right? Uh, let's get through some of these comments right here. Hey, pops, the boots are. Loose. Uh, Quetopu needs to have a conversation with you, pops. There you go. Um, yeah, have a conversation with you. This is pops five right here. Okay. Hendrix, Gary Moore. Okay. And that's and look that's a, is, that's a great five. Is there really is there really a wrong answer for this? So uh so no, this is a good segue. Pop scheme he is so here's his his mom's right here. Uh what's her what's her name? Chuck. So her top five or her honorable mentions we got Robert White, Dennis Coffey, Paul Warren, Eddie Hazel, Ernie Isley. Robert Wright was uh, one of the Funk Brothers for the Motown. For Motown, they did a lot of play a lot of music for Motown. Not all of it. Uh, Dennis Coffey was also a Funk Brother. He also it probably has the same amount of uh, hits or playing as as Robert Wright. Eddie Hazel was with Funkadelic and that whole George Clinton movement and Bootsy Collins. If you've ever heard any of their music, I mean that's the guy. Uh, or it also could be. Uh, Paul Warren, Paul Warren also did play, uh, he was a session guitarist for Funkadelic as well. Um, and then he had, uh, m- my mom wanted me to make sure I mentioned this. One of his biggest hits was Get Off Your Ass and Jam. So if you never heard it, check it out. And Ernie Osley, uh, if you haven't watched the verses over the summer, we got the Osley's Versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ernie Osley played, you know, guitar for the Osley Boys, but he also learned from Jimi Hendrix so when you you hear ernie play you get a, a lot of that jimmy in there too maybe with a little bit of mix in there because of just the different styles of music they as the girls have done throughout the years and again not a bad list you know it it makes you do your homework because if you never heard a couple of these people like well now i need to go back and figure out you know oh that's that person right there that's that person so honorable mentions let's let's start with that because again we know this five the top five was hard and it's, and it's easy to pick the people you left out uh i'll start with my honorable mentions because i feel like i'm always gonna laugh whether i'll start first with my honorable mentions so i i left it at six so my honorable mentions starting at the top left we've got eddie van halen uh, middle is uh, Lenny Kravitz, and, and I debate. We'll get to that. I debated if I wanted to put Lenny on honorable mentions. There's Chuck Berry, far right to top. Now bottom left is er- Ernie Asley, BB King in the middle, and uh, Clapton, uh, Sohan on the on the bottom right. These are just my honorable mentions, right? Uh, and and I will say I debated Lenny because, and I was talking to my mom before the show. Nothing. Not, there's not one major, major like solo effort that I've heard from Lenny that, that that make me, that I knew he wasn't top five, but I knew I put him in, because he this, he did write and play on a lot of people's stuff, too. So, I mean, Eddie, and we just talked about Ernie, B.B. King with Lucille, uh, Clapton, Clapton can play a main guitar if you haven't heard a lot of Clapton's earlier stuff, and then even when he switched to his acoustic set for the Unplugged, and then we know Chuck, what Chuck Berry did for rock and roll, All right? Uh P. King, there you go. And I figured, I wrote a song about it. <laughs> in Living Color even had the, the skit. And uh, CB, we'll do your your honorable mentions.
2: Man, uh, I was telling you, man, this was this was so tough because when you uh, if you go back, like VH1's done it a million times. Every guitar magazine out there has done it. Um, you know, when they're talking about like the greatest guitarists of all time, any list, basically any name that we're going to bring up in this show tonight is going to be on that list somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, so we've got uh, Steve Vai, Stevie Ray Vaughn, like Pops have mentioned. Um, Slash is one of my guys. Uh, you can't uh, Santana um, in terms of what what he was he's been able to do. Um Chuck Berry and man, Les Paul, when you got, you know, a guitar, like the guitar named after you, that's, that's kind of a big deal. So any of these guys could have been actually in my five, Um, but Absolutely. you know, this, this, this was just, I hate the fact that you even tried to make me rank them because <laughs>
0: was... that's tough bro. That's, I'm, that's <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. So let's just get through this because this is going to be an interesting conversation. So. I'll, I'll lead off,
1: unless anybody else wants to lead off. Hold on, before before you get there, because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't drop you my honorable mentions yeah. only because I felt like the the class was definitely going to be. I mean, it's 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 almost like a wash, right? Everything that you throw in there is just you're going to find somebody in there. I was looking even more to. So I th- I thought my honorable mention that I would definitely so I put Ernie in there. Only because it came off of how it was, right? But I, I put new age thinking of like how it's you know coming through, and I was thinking Rafael Sadiq,
0: okay, Rafael. you
1: know what I'm saying? Um, and then there was this other cat that, um, he's actually in uh jazz, right? But he had like transitioned from the piano to but he can play both, so it's like. It's like fifty-fifty where I wouldn't give him a straight guitarist, but like artist-wise, like I feel like he he gets in his bag more on the guitar than he does on the piano. So, but I I was thinking just new school that I would af- definitely add Raphael Sadiq to that because um, yeah. his
0: yeah, Rafael, strong. I mean, you yeah. can't. It's, it's, it's your list. You can't go wrong. Uh, but I just know with the honorable mentions that people that we mentioned for honorable mention like. These people didn't make your top five. So who was who are in the top five? Right. Um, so is any does anybody legit? Does anybody want to lead off? If not, I will go first. All right, we'll you go
2: did on. this to us, bro. Right. So
0: my so, okay. So my top five coming in at five, um, and I'm glad that no one. There there's some repeats there. Then there's some that there aren't repeats. Uh, my number five, my fifth best guitarist of all time is going to be John Mayer. And, you know, regardless of the, the personal or some of the stupid stuff that he said, this guy can play. I've seen him live and I know when he first began, he was acoustic. He got me with that. But then when the guy proved that he can play the electric guitar just as good and I was like, hands down, I knew he was in the top five. I just... Didn't know where I was going to rank him amongst the others. But John Mayer, definitely fifth. And I think that, and like some of the standards too is, if you, you got to hit that really, and you've seen guitar players hit that really weird like uh, solo, like funk face, like stink face. It just doesn't make any sense. And it just, uh, yeah, that, that that ties into a lot of my top five too. But yeah, I got John Mayer at five. Any, any comments about this one?
2: I knew you would Um, he's, he's your guy. Uh, But also one thing that I think that John Mayer needs to be commended on, um, on top of, you know, him being a very talented guitar player is that, He's got one of the baddest lists of all time in terms of the women he's dated. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. And he doesn't make my list of guitarists, but he might make my list for those types of dudes.
0: you got anything?
1: I wouldn't I I I I think I think early on like I was I was definitely digging digging it, but I feel like I kind of moved away from it as as he moved away from from our culture of music, right? And the reason why I say that is because when he and Kanye kind of aligned, and then he aligned with some others, and he aligned with some others, then he kind of went like straight dormant, and it was like he kind of went like I can I got to carve another lane for myself. I wanted the old John Mayer with that wanted to be around us, AKA like Dave Chappelle at the, you know, at the right. restaurant, you know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Look,
0: you I've seen this guy live at least four times. He plays a different guitar every song. I mean, slew of guitar. I mean, that that might have to go into it too. Like his, his, his list of like his, his guitars are, are dope. But anyways, um, up next, let's, let's see. Uh, let me, let me, uh, let me set you up here, CD, go for it. <laughs>
2: So, um, assuming we're following uh, the list, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm getting this order right. Um, I think I have BB King on there to talk about first, and it's hard to talk about modern day like guitarists without them being influenced to some degree by BB King. Um, you know, he's uh, a legend. Um, he made it look so easy. Like if you watch videos of this man, like it looks like he's not even trying It's so smooth and he's, he's one of those guys that just has such a lasting impact on guitarists in general that, um, he, he, he was a, a surefire, uh, entry on, on my list. So yeah, couldn't go. I felt like, um, couldn't go wrong with, with the king of, uh, you know, the king.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, B.B. is, uh, think, Blues. You think Lucille again. You think, you think yep. it's, it's B.B. Um, So, yeah, and he was on my honorable mention. So, uh, this is your first repeat right there. Anything, E?
1: No, nah, I, 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 you know, can you argue that at all? No. <laughs> okay. Can't argue that.
0: E, who you got number five?
1: Um, If I believe correct, I think I had uh, my guy Flea at uh at number five um flea looks like you know for me when flea plays guitar he's strictly about like he's into like that moment right he's into that he's into his uh his his music that he's created for himself right and i feel like flea's a little under like for for it to be that it's always the lead singer gets the certain type of flair that Flea figured out that I'm dope by the way that I the way I play this music right because granted the whole squad was kind of crazy right but if you think about it Flea stood out because I feel like he could literally kind of balance between the two you know what I'm saying and um, I think he his unique way of of the way that he started to slap bass with the type of genre of music that they were playing, but it seemed like it it could always bridge into something else. That's why I dig Flea because he always, he played as if like I can play this in different formats and you can catch on that this can go to a different type of, of, of not the, not only the tempo of the beat, but also on a, on a different level of music. So. bet no,
0: Flea is
2: dope. Um, TV. Um, for people that don't know, playing the bass is hard. Like, the bass guitar is hard to play. So it's not like you can just be a guitarist and be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just going to play bass. Like, it's just different. So, you know, yeah. you, you got to give credit where, where credit is doing this. Talk about stage presence. Um, Flea's got that in, in spades, oh, yeah. which, um, you know, that's something that I think uh, is important for for a stage performer, if you know Absolutely. what
0: I mean. All right, number four. Uh, I think this, this was already, this is on the honorable mention list, but um, got to go with Santana. Santana is my number four. I think that um,
1: Jules.
0: When you hear
1: <laughs> I had to. I This is a dip set. Santana, was the dip set.
0: <laughs> Santana had just a, a different kind of edginess to his guitar, I mean, you, you, there was a lot of, obviously, Latin American influence in that, I mean, but he could play, could straight up play anybody's stuff, and just, I don't know, it's hard to explain, like, a lot of his earlier stuff was was super good, but then, like, even at an older age, when he kind of did the big comeback, and he had, like, the, the collaborative efforts, he was still playing, like, and you can't, just classic all around, you can't really mention guitar playing. Without Santana, and again, he's a lot. He's he's a big influencer on a lot of probably a couple of people within our lists. um, And honorable mentions, but you got you got to Santana. Really, not much more to say. Cbe.
2: Yeah. Um. Obviously, he was on my um, honorable mentions list. I think being able to combine, um, the Latin influences that he had along with. The Rock and and being able to do all that like definitely an influential figure um, like just in the scene and you talk about um, his ability to to play with other big time acts Absolutely. he um, he had given an interview where he basically was talking about how um, he had no problem deferring until it was his time so you know if he's playing with a bunch of really talented musicians he has no problem sitting back and just doing his thing and then it's like, oh, it's Santana solo time and then we know what what's coming. We're we're gonna get blown away. So yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with that.
0: Black magic. Yeah, exactly. E, anything on Santana?
1: I think I would have liked for him to be I guess more. I feel like because he didn't he didn't kind of hit that limelight until later on, which not saying that he that he clearly has pieces that he had prior to, but I think that would have gave me more appreciation for the the amount of work that he put in, because like like CB said, like the, I'll, I'll wait for my time, or the, you, you can tell, like, he doesn't allow, he allows everybody to shine, right? But I feel like, you know, as the superstar, you got to kind of, you know, get busy and just be like, I got this, like... I got this. You know what I'm saying? Like the other four, you know, on the squad. Just let me. I, I got this. Like, you know, because I feel like if that holds him back from that moment of, of, you know, that creating that that piece. You know what I'm saying? At that moment, that um, but he's but he's definitely dope though. He's definitely a dope artist though.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yo, CV's up next.
2: Uh, okay. Um, and so I want to preface this, since I had BB King uh, in the five spot it's not really the five spot because I told Kaleo, I can't actually rank these dudes. Like there's no reasonable way for me to have spent all the time narrowing it down to five and then to actually rank those, those five in order. So um, I'm kind of doing this in a certain type of progression. So the next guy that's on my list is the legend himself, Jimi Hendrix. Um, When you talk about the influence on, um, stage presence, um, having a lot of just energy, and we're not even talking about him just lighting guitars on fire or like playing with his teeth. You know what I mean? Like this dude was just incredible, and um, you know he who, who can shred the Star Spangled Banner better than oh, Jimi Hendrix. You know, so um, just based off of his um, his influence that he's had, uh, I think that. My list would have been incredibly incomplete if he wasn't if he wasn't on there. You know,
0: I mean, I mean, any list without Jimmy is kind of is that a real list? <laughs> um, but you know, the the the, the thing about the, the Star Spangled Banner is, like, I don't, if if you haven't heard Jimmy Hendrix play Star Spangled Banner at Woodstock, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of music you'll probably ever hear. And like, there's a part in I don't know if a lot of people don't know that. The rumor was, or the the story is, under Jimmy's headbands was uh, acid. And so, when his he would start sweating, his pores would open up, and the acid would drip through his pores, and he'd be, you know, high as a cat. In full Woodstock mode. In full Woodstock, right? <laughs> so, if you listen to the Star Spangled Banner, there's a part where he just kind of veers off and just starts playing his own his own thing but then he brings it back home. But that's when they say the acid kicked in and he was just to, 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 be able to come off and come back in like that. I mean, that's, no, that's talent. He's scared to, when he went, absolutely. Yeah. Cause he's
2: uh, Hendrix is left-handed. So that's the fact cool. that he's a left-handed guitarist, like that's all, that also just adds like some craziness to
0: it. Yeah. And this is um if you haven't seen, the movie with Andre 3000, who I thought from the very jump was the perfect person to play Jimi Hendrix because they they look very yeah. similar. That uh, if you haven't seen that movie, they touch basis on that. And it, the, the sad part is that while we haven't gotten a real biopic, um, because that movie only touches basis on Jimmy's time in London. And it was in the music they were able to play was stuff that can be that that's not owned by the state. Mm-hmm. So you haven't gotten a real Jimi Hendrix biopic is because his estate is in total disarray. No one knows who owns the music. So therefore, you can, and same almost same thing with Bob Marley. I think they finally kind of settled, starting settled settle that. But no one knows who owns Jimi Hendrix music. So you cannot get a proper biopic, which this man deserves. There was one with Wood Harris who did one. I don't, I can't remember the music that was played in that. I mean, there may not have been much music, more so dialogue. But, if they ever get it, they missed the opportunity with Andre because Andre's older now. But this story has to be told. Um, there you go, the acid on the music. This story has to be told, <laughs> though, no matter what. E, hey, go for it.
1: I mean, we can go all... Well, this could be a whole show about Jimmy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um I think what he bodied, as far as a, a guitar, is what others practice like i feel like that's like you could tell like that was just natural you know what i'm saying like his, his yeah his 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 ability to to play the guitar the way that he did was was just like when you i guess when you get into a certain genre of music and then not only that but then you break down the actual instrument um it it literally has to be that person's life on that's what they want to do all day every day they don't <laughs> You know, minus the partying or maybe doing something on the other side, they be they would rather just play the you know that instrument, and I think that's, who, that's what he was like. He was like, "Shit, if I don't have to do nothing else, I do this all day, every day."
0: All right, so E, for your your fourth uh, number four, let's let's talk about it.
1: This this was this is definitely going to it's going to shock some people. I think. White Shock CB on my list, but um, I go with Slash. So here's so here's my <laughs> here here's here's my here's my affinity for for Slash is I always thought that he was hella cool because he was like just the amount of dope, but he was shy to the point where it's like you know the hair over the face. Like I can be totally like I I think the way that he plays is like the kind of the way that I think a lot of uh, people come out to be that. Right. Like they just want to if I don't have to be at the show, but I can play backstage just to be playing like I think he would be that dude. Right. Because if you think about it, look at the two difference from my four, like five and four. Flea was definitely super energetic. Like, you know what I'm saying? the The damn bass guitar was bigger than Flea. Right. Then you come to like slash slash was like the most mellow dude, but can like go completely bananas on the on the guitar, but had like a he just like he centered the whole time like he never got out of pocket, he never moved too much, he just sat there, and I think for me, it was the look that matched the way that he played the guitar so All right.
0: and for the longest time, I didn't know slash was. African American, part African American. <laughs> how can you tell behind all that damn hair and that hat?
1: It's the nose.
0: You can't. You can't really tell, right? But yeah, I, I'll give, I'll, I'll give him. He said he. I'll, I'll give him some some props. I mean, he he's definitely played some great solos for Guns N' Roses. I mean, hell, he played on um Lenny's um. It wasn't Are You Gonna Go? My Always on the Run. He played. He played a solo on Lenny's all, all, Always on the Run. And I think that um, no, is it? Um, Mama said one of the one of, the, it's, one of the, it's one of those. He played he played a, a solo for Lenny. Him and Lenny are close, but yeah, he, he's just an icon, iconic figure for a group. He stood out probably more than Axel Rose. Axel had a good voice, but I think still Slash was the the kind of the meat and potatoes of, of the group.
2: I think it's interesting because when. Like he mentioned, Axel did or Slash didn't need to do too much. He didn't need to be the the same type of performer that a guy like Jimi Hendrix was or anything like that, because you had Axel Rose who was doing all that shit. Like he he was crazy yeah. on stage. Um, but yeah, I mean, how can you think of Guns N' Roses and not think of Slash when we're talking about some of the most iconic riffs um you know especially when we're talking about like arena rock and you know people jamming out at sporting events and things like that you're gonna hear guns and roses like that's just that's just how it goes so um slash was on my you know honorable mentions list so you know i got no problem with this at all
0: yep he did play with mike as well uh where we at now we at number three uh number three 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 um and this this guy was mentioned earlier and I'm I'm not gonna come down too hard on where he was mentioned at earlier, but you know, top it top five automatically, and it was just a matter of where I was gonna put him, but I had to put him here. Stevie Ray Vaughn is my number three of all time. And Stevie could play his ass off. Like it's tragic ending. I mean, helicopter crash, and it seems like like right when they're getting their lives together like something always happens. But look, let me tell you, Stevie was the closest thing to Hendrix. Stevie could play Hendrix almost spot on. If you close your eyes and listen to Stevie's version of Little Wing or Stevie's version of Voodoo Child, it's almost spot on. And the only thing that's different is part of the way the guitar is strung which and Jimmy had a very distinct sound, right? But Stevie was spot on. And then Stevie could give you a song with no lyrics and just all just all guitar, and you feel it to your core. But then he could give some of the fun stuff when he adds his voice. Like, he had a, a very bluesy twang. Like, not only could he play, like, this guy could sing. And, you know, Steve Ray Vaughn Double Trouble was just one of the, the, the baddest... Groups and just in general, just cross exactly, exactly. Um, what we got right here: Clapton said Stevie played emotional. Get to add exactly because if you listen to Little Wing, like Little Wing, you don't need lyrics to that. Jimmy sang lyrics to Little Wing. Stevie played the lyrics with the with the strings, and you almost can hear hear the song. But yeah, Stevie definitely number three. Um, again, Taken Too Soon. I would love to see. He's got an interesting story too. I would love to see a biopic, something uh, with Stevie uh, C. B. E.
2: Another one that was on my honorable mentions list. Not enough room for for all these guys, but you talk about the meld that he was able to do between blues, jazz, and rock. Like, I mean, the I, you know, it can't it can't say can't say enough. And yeah, another another tragedy, and I mean. A helicopter crash man like that that is it is it is kind of wild how how this stuff ends up working out like you were saying it seems like people are starting to um like turn things around or or whatever and something like that happens but the influence that this man had on on guitarists that are playing now can't be understated and um he used to get i mean depending on who you're talking to he gets criticized for his playing of of hendrix but i think that there's no way that in any way it is uh like detrimental um yeah. you know if, if anything it, it was it's him honoring uh the legacy, and I think that he's good enough to Absolutely. to actually do it you know what i mean
0: Absolutely. and and I will add real quick um and and the influence that stevie had on on mayor is kind of there too because mayor comes close to kind of how Stevie plays and and it, it's just kind of how you can see the generations of the cycle there. Uh Mayor even has the SRV tattooed on his arm. And I think he even has a replica of Stevie's guitar. So like the influence is there. And again, just yeah. E, you got anything on, on Stevie?
1: Um I was, I'm I'm not even gonna lie, I was I was late to the party. Okay. But I'll tell you the first time I, I, I heard and and when I asked who it was and I found out that's who it was, I heard it on vinyl. Out of all places to hear it first, I heard on vinyl. So that's what caught my ear was how crisp, how it it was just like it, it automatically caught me. Like I asked the dog, I was like, who was who, who that? And he was like, He's like, Oh, this is and then like then it got me to listen to it, and it to that point is why now I'm back to buying, well I'm back to buying vinyl, right? And you know, making sure that you hear the Christmas of the of the music, but yeah. I, I was late to the party, but I definitely am I appreciate um I appreciate the body of work though.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, CB.
1: 333. <laughs> three, three. Um so
2: who again, not ranking these dudes. I refuse to rank them, but the third guy that I'm talking about is Mr. Eddie Van Halen. Um, when we're talking about dudes that have influenced, especially the type of music that I like to listen to on the rock side of things, you can't get away from Van Halen's influence. The shredding, like there, we wouldn't have shredding in metal the same way if it wasn't for Van Halen. Like that's how I feel. So um, the the songs themselves speak for themselves uh you can look up the the body of work so many bands wanted to be van halen you know what i mean so um i don't think that there's too much to uh eruption the tapping is just insane man like you listen to some of the um stuff that these guys were doing that other people just were not doing at the time like it's it's amazing so yeah you can't in my opinion um there was a couple guys that were surefire. Yeah, the, these guys will be in my top five. Van Halen was one of those guys for sure. Him, him, BB King, and Jimmy for sure. Those top, the three that I talked about first, like those were the easy choices for me, relatively. Um, so yeah, no, I knew Van Halen was going to be on my list one way or another.
0: Right, and he built his own guitars.
2: He was well. One one of the things that's amazing is um, the style, the body style. Of the guitar that he was playing, they like traditionally had different pickups in them. And so, what made him unique, and you talking about him putting like building his own guitars, he would put a different style pickups, what are basically called like humbucker pickups nowadays, like he would put those, which are normally in a traditional um, guitar style body, he would put those on that kind of like Stratocaster look guitar. And so, he was getting. You know, it was a unique sound because of that, which is that's incredible, man. Like just to, to think, oh, yeah, well, let's let's mess around and do it this way. Yep. Um, you know, you, you can't you can't get away from that. And what's wild is in music today, um, I was watching this interview with uh, some uh, music YouTuber guy and he was talking about how for Van Halen, like we think about the way that he would play. And that's like it's like standard now. For for it to be like that. He was the first one to do it, you know? Like it's crazy.
0: Yep. Um, for those who don't know, uh Eddie also played on Michael Jackson's Beat It. Um, he's that he's he's not the he's not the the riff, he's not the, the main guitar you hear in the beginning. He's the wild, crazy guitar that comes in at the end it almost sounds like a chainsaw. Um, and then real quick, the story is behind that when Quincy was doing the song. He he wanted that guitar, and I don't think it, I don't know if it was him or Mike that wanted Eddie to play on the on the song. So they called Eddie, and Eddie answers the phone and he says, "Hey, it's Quincy Jones," and he hung up on him. He didn't believe that Quincy Jones was calling him, <laughs> and then he called back, and the rest is history. There's a couple other nuances to that story, but yeah. So Eddie, um, Eddie could play, and and he played loud. But definitely wanna uh, if you never heard of Eddie Van Halen, you've at least heard uh Michael Jackson's Beat It and he plays at the plays at the very end. And again, i guitarist back to John Mayer. John Mayer actually played Eddie's part on the remake of Beat It when Fallout Boy did it. And I think in the video he has a, a guitar um an homage of Eddie Van Halen. So just little little things that I I know. Alrighty, come with it with number three.
1: Well somebody on this panel is going to appreciate uh, the uh, the next person that I put on my list. Um, I'll, I'll say like CB, um, I'm not gonna rank them because that, that would be, I, that's not doing justice to how dope that these, uh, these individuals are. But my next person is none other than Prince Rogers Nelson. And let me tell you that, uh, Cleo, you could actually help me out with this one. Yeah. DC um, concert, right? Mm-hmm. And we find out that I, I believe you went to that same concert.
0: Oh yeah, I'm 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 sure. If it's DC, I'm there. Anything we were happen-
1: <laughs> we were at the same concert. Just at, it, it 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 didn't find out until, like later on that we both Absolutely. actually went to the concert, right? Yep. But if I if I, and I know you remember vividly that 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 concert, but just like anyone. Um, anybody who plays the guitar like he does and that could perform the act of putting that shit to rest and laying a damn cloth or anything over top of it because he knows damn well that I just killed this shit. Set Just put that shit to bed. Like, I still have yet to get over the fact that I was able to witness that in person and that wholeheartedly, probably is the best when it comes to the performance of the different instruments, but the simple fact that when he got on the guitar, though, everybody knew what was about to go down, like the, <laughs> you just you knew it, and let's just put it put it out there. The dope way that he put the symbol on the guitar made everybody be like.
0: Yep, I mean. What, what else I can solos is Purple Rain. Everybody, you know, when you go see him live, you want to hear the the Purple Rain solo. I mean, to the point where he cut out, um, for years he cut out the middle verses of Purple Rain and just got straight to the solo. It would play a five to six minute solo. Um, was every guitar said is playing was that would, that look? We'll get you know. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, E. Um, if Prince isn't, you know, somebody's influence, I mean, a lot of these young cats influence, and, you know, he, he gets a lot of props. There. Uh, and the rumor was that um, someone had asked Eric Clapton in an interview, and I don't know at this point if it's still true or not, but asked Eric Clapton in an interview, you know, what's it like to be, you know, the best guitarist of all time? He says, I don't know, go talk to Prince. So, you know, even, like, guys like out
2: there like that, you know, still give him his props. E, uh, CB, you got anything? I mean, I was gonna, I, w- I was really just gonna see between me and E, who was gonna make this joke first, that the whole point of us even having this episode was so we could fit more Prince in. So, <laughs> um, like, so I didn't have I, like, oh, spoiler alert, Prince isn't in my top five, and they didn't put him in my honorable mentions because I knew we were gonna be talking about him. It goes without saying, he's he, he is one of those guys that um, I think some people forget. They just think about him as a, a performer in general. They forget that he is a beast on guitar, you know, so um, you can't go wrong with that, man. Like like I said, it, this coming up with this was such an exercise that um, this was easy for me to leave off because I knew what we were going to be talking about him. There's no we're not escaping it.
1: Well, not only that, but, you know, me and CB wanted to be uh on the next show next week. So, you know, <laughs> we, we knew, we knew, we knew, like, like he said, it was, we didn't even talk about it, but I just knew, you know what, I'll throw him on my list because CB wasn't here last week. So, you know, just, you know, we, we, we just want to be here.
0: I ain't like that. So my number two, I mean, where could, not I got go wrong? Um, my number two is Jimi Hendrix. I mean, I got the shirt on uh, and I, and I was, You know, I I said earlier, just when you you go back to listen, you can listen to Jimmy, and you can hear just like, and I don't want to use the word pain, like you can hear the pain in his music, but that guy, he can just straight out play. You know, and and on top of that, his voice is very distinct. Like, you're not going to get Jimmy Hendrix's voice mixed up with anybody else's. You're not going to get his playing style mixed up. I mean, again, Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan, perhaps. His playing style with anybody else. And just at the time that he was in, the guy, I mean, he said he would, and it could have been drugs talking now, but he said he would be literally waking out of his dreams with music. And he had to, he woke up and wrote music, played music, And it's just a shame that the estate is not settled, so you can get like a true biopic. Um, There are some good books out there, but you know, some let's be honest, a lot of people don't read. You know, (laughs) reading isn't fun to people. They they need to see it to see the visuals. That's just being real. But now, um, again, I I, there's not much I haven't already said about Jimmy, but Jimmy definitely, I think one of my own. I wish I could have seen jimmy live right i wish i could have seen uh stevie ray live I like, but these guys and Jimmy's yeah. part of the 27 club uh, i think so yeah yeah part of 27 club it's and crazy. but that's all they did back then was was, was heavy drugs and music so you're like you know you're not gonna last too you know you're not gonna last very long like that you know <laughs> cb cb
2: um so before i jump into uh my next one just to add a little bit more uh to jimmy um I think that yep. it's funny because in sports for example we look down upon um athletes and stuff for taking performance enhancing drugs you know what I mean but in the realm of music it's like uh it's actually glorified um you know we're think about any of these bands any of them, literally any of them, like drugs are involved have, in some capacity. Like Olympic
0: Olympics, you couldn't have a music Olympics.
2: No, I mean, it, if actually if you tested sober, you'd be kicked out. Like that's how that will work. You know what I mean? So when we're when we go back and we're talking about some of the greatest bands of all time, when we're talking about um, you know pe- people that are on like o- almost everyone's list, like when people talk about like the Beatles and the Who and all these bands going back, like drugs were heavily involved. So, you know, did like the drugs, did they make someone like Jimi Hendrix? No. But did they help probably just bring out some of that creativity? Yeah. Maybe. Um, but you know, uh I'm I'm glad that we got what we got from them, you know.
0: So yes, C B.
2: Yeah. So um my second guy here, uh second to last guy is Dine Daryl. So we're going to switch into uh, me transitioning into just more (laughs) of the influences of uh, like my metal side. Um, And so had to have Dimebag after Eddie because Eddie was a huge influence for Dimebag Daryl. And when um, Pantera was doing their thing, um, you know, he was a big reason why Uh, you can't have modern day metal without Dimebag Daryl. So, um, I'm not going to say that technically he belongs necessarily in anybody's top five. Like that, that that's up for debate. But in terms of his influence and his impact, and another guy that was taken from us too soon, um, he was a guy that I thought deserved to be on the list. So, um, Dimebag Daryl was uh, definitely someone who I was going to include. Yeah.
0: Um, not too up on. Uh what he, what he did outside of Pantera I'm sure he's done mm-hmm. some other stuff but yeah um I've listened to some metal before I mean the the, the Slipknots and mm-hmm. all those guys um and the guy could play and I think how did I can't remember how he passed was it the OD uh
2: so he was in the band that he played in after Pantera was called Damage Plan and he was yeah. touring with Damage Plan and it was like some crazed fan came up on stage and shot him. That's like, what it was. Yeah. like, it was like some insane story where it's like the, it like, uh, like where the name, where the term fan comes from, fanatic. Like, it was literally like a crazy person who was just such a huge fan. Like, I don't know how it gets to that point where you're such a huge fan that you have to like shoot this person and kill uh, them. Right. You know, kind of that's,
0: that, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I remember his, his end was trash. I just couldn't remember. Uh, now you said it. Um, but yeah, I'll have to give it a listen. I that's why another reason why I did this, because you know what we all have different tastes in music when it comes to certain things, you know. So I'll definitely have to go back and give it give it another uh ear or two just to hear the musicianship.
2: It's the riffs. That's what you'll riffs. need yeah. to listen to. Is just
1: for that, because that's him. Definitely awesome. So here's how I actually came across um this cat. Uh YouTube. They have the like metal heads listen to rap, right? So I literally flopped it, right? I went and checked some out where it was like rap heads listen to metal. And this like his he came up and I was just like, It's wild because when you you listen to it for the first time, and as the older you get of the appreciation of music and how it's put down, right, then and you hear other people, you start to hear, like you said, the influences but then you hear like their subtle way of, you know, this is what puts me aside or this is my, my groove. Um, that's where I kind of came across, um, you know and I So it, it took me a while, not even gonna lie. Cause you know, it, it's, it's tough to get the ear to it. But again, I felt like that was the best setting was how you have the the flip flop of hip hop, listening to metal metal, listening to hip hop. And when you win, they're musicians themselves and they talk about hearing the music and how it almost the transitions, you can still like almost piece music together from almost anywhere. Like it, that's just the way that it is. So I appreciate it for that. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm definitely going to just say this for my number two. Um, somebody who I feel like everybody Stole their shit from, right? If you want to talk about the most, I what? Tell me, I'm that, cool. I'm cool. Tell I'm me that I'm cool. Tell me that I'm cool. Tell me that you can't tell me shit, right? I can be, I can be like everything on this stage and then some. I can make your mom get up. I can make your daddy get up. Your sister, your brother, and I'm just that nice with it right? Like, I feel like Chuck was definitely that in-your-face, like, I like this shit so much that you're gonna like this shit so much. That's the... Every time I see him, like, regardless... It, bro, like, the way that he manages the stage is, I got a show for you. I'm also the people who are really in tune to the music. You can listen to how I'm about to put this together. And then at the same time, I look good doing it.
0: Yeah, now, I... Talking about the the founder, almost the Godfather of rock and roll, um, he definitely in in the times that I mean, I'm assuming it was all still segregated, right? I mean, he's playing for a lot of these, you know, white kids. Yeah, and they're all and they dancing. were
2: loving that shit, right?
0: And they're loving it. <laughs> they're eating it up. They're yeah. all they're they're dancing on the floor because the black people were still at the top of the rafters. They really could They were dancing like on the I guess on the steps, but uh, you know, he was Godfather of rock and roll. Uh, influenced a lot of people. And I mean, not much you can't. I mean, like, to, just to kind of find a genre of music that hadn't really necessarily been there before, you know, you definitely have to go with, with Chuck Berry.
2: I mean, this was someone who influenced BB King. So yeah. it's, it was one of the, like, again, another guy that was on my honorable mentions list. And just because I wanted to, um, add a little bit of spice to the guys I was going to talk about. I, I had to move Chuck to the honorable mentions list because otherwise I felt like I had to choose between him and BB King um, for that spot, just because BB King was also so influenced by Chuck Berry. And I mean, you talk about bravado and stage presence, like he was the man. He really, he really was, was the man. So um, you're right. Like you really, you could look at him as like the godfather of rock and roll. You could.
0: And most death played him in, uh, was that Cadillac record? One of those movies he played. He played him. Um, okay. We're here now. Number one. And spoiler alert, shocker, my number one is not Prince. See, you guys <laughs> don't know me at all. Don't know me at all. My number one, and he's already been mentioned. But you cannot talk about guitar playing. What is this? Yep, exactly. When Marty McFly played the guitar and he, Marty, Marty went back to the future and found it rock and roll. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that, was funny. <laughs> that was funny. My number one
1: cousin, Marvin
0: Barry. Marvin Barry. <laughs> my number was the comment. My, look, my mom's even shocked. My number one is not Prince at all. My number one is Don back there. No, I'm just fucking it. My number one is Prince. Everybody of course. Everybody do that. Um, Again, let me tell you this. Musicianship, musicianship, musicianship. I've uh, probably seen Prince about 10 times. Every show is different, uh, no matter what. like He could do two back-to-back shows in the first show and the second show are very much different. He could play to have the same set list and play two different versions of, of each uh song. But again <laughs> uh but no seriously uh and then it has a lot look with my my music my musical ear definitely has something to do with my parents and pops for sure and my mom. Uh but yeah no what can I say like th- this biopic needs to happen I don't know if it'd ever be done right because there's so much to tell. I mean, I know we're talking about guitar, but this guy could play everything else. I think up to 19 instruments. I think that's what the number was, if not more. Um, but yeah, like some of his most classic solos or performances. I mean, we had the Super Bowl. That that stands out. A lot of people still rank just rank the Super Bowl high as probably the best performance, you know. Of all Super Bowl performances, and just you can play that on repeat every year, and not have to worry about booking anybody else. Um, and just from again, you can he can give you acoustic. He can give you electric. And who should play? That's a good question. I don't know. It'd have to be somebody you're not that that's not already established. it has have to be just somebody that you know from the street. Or just that, no one you probably have to go to Broadway because you probably I was,
1: about to, with, I was about to say, you, you, you think your boy Miguel could play him?
0: Uh, perhaps, but I, 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 uh,
1: maybe
2: I can see from the look perspective Miguel pulling that off. Yeah.
1: And he's a musician, so I feel like he, yeah. he could tap into it and just a little bit better than anybody else that that would just be played, off the play, streets. He's
0: played Prince Music Live on like BET before, uh, maybe, 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 maybe I don't know, but yeah, that's my number one. Uh, shouldn't come in to shock. I I mean, again, pops brought it up earlier like one of the best solo performances you can probably see was while my my guitar gently weeps. Go figure. Uh, when he's inducted to the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I won't go on and on and on because we got more show to do. So, who's up next? CB, who we got in in this uh, this spot right here.
2: Okay, so the last dude I'm going to talk about is one that you guys might not ever have heard of but I know Kaleo and E that y'all have heard him play before. Okay. Um, so I'm talking about, <laughs> and this is, you know, cause they, you know, they go by their stage name and everything. So Sinister Gates, who is one of the lead guitars for Avenged Sevenfold. So when I was getting into high school, um, I got put on to these guys and um, from a metal music standpoint, like it was, it was something that I had not listened to before. So, and I got instantly hooked on it. And so, I knew that this band had made it because they were on Mad in two thousand four, which has Michael Vick on the cover. Everyone played that game, I know. So, when Chapter Four comes on, which is still to this day my favorite <laughs> song by Vince Sevenfold, which When I saw that that was the joint that they were putting on Madden, I was like, dude, this is crazy. I can just have this on repeat the entire time. Um, But then they also did Backcountry, which was on Madden 2006, which had Donovan McNabb on the cover. So for people that are like Sinister Gates, who, if you play Madden and you played Madden during the glory years, the golden age of Madden, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. heard these guys and you heard this dude shredding while you're, you know, probably – whipping the computer's ass and on all Madden, you know what I mean? So nice. um, in terms of playing like a more modern, like this dude's still, he's not even 40 yet. He, I think he's like 39. So he's, he's younger um, compared to the other guys that I knew we were going to be talking about. Um, and at least for me personally, like he had an impact on like my musical tastes growing up. So uh, I felt like I had to, he, he was, he was a dude to spice my list up. Cause I'm like, you guys also might not know, but you have heard them before. So, <laughs> you know, that was my way of working them in.
0: No, look, I think I think you, you provide a five that, you know, a lot of people haven't given spotlight to. And after this, hopefully, you know, people will go back and revisit Madden or just revisit. Uh, that's where I remember when I just looked them up. First couple of things that popped up were, you know, the Madden. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember those songs. So, but yeah, it, this makes me interested to see. You know, go back and listen to some of these guys' music just to hear them play. So you've you've gained my ear. I'm
1: interested. <sighs> I we've already I talked know. about them so much that I don't know if there's there's not much to say. Um my number one is Jimmy. Absolutely.
0: Um but I
1: can hear Jimmy. I can hear Jimmy. Why <laughs> 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 can't jump. okay. <laughs> um nah, you know what? Uh I, I I have a uh I take it into a liking to artists that almost seem like as soon as they would get out of bed, they can play whatever instrument as if they don't even need to wake up. Like it's second nature. Um, you know, Jimmy was music, um and I think that he bodied that. Uh purple haze still to this day is one of my favorites. Um and again, I say it again, this and this is just for us, right? That I feel like um, you know, I think I think we should take advantage of the of the vinyl, you know what I'm saying? Listening to these these cats that we're that we're discussing. I feel like it it a hit different listening to the crisp way that the music, you know, was coming across way back then. Um but understand man i feel like this dude embodied everything that everybody that's an artist now is doing and wants to do which is be outrageous just want to play my music you want to be left alone but you want to like bring me into this limelight you know what i'm saying but at the same time it's like um i can leave everybody in awe if you just let me do my thing you know what i'm saying and i and i feel like that's the way that he's always been and i feel like um I wonder if he gets more of a bad rap because of his drug abuse. I um, I think that just adds to the story. I mean, but that, that, that. but what CB said, right? Like as far as like we 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 glorify that like his acid stuff, right? Like the 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 acid, the drugs. Um you know, I kind of play that through my mind that, you know, we lost so we always talk about losing artists too too soon. We also talk about in the manner that it happens whether it was you know like the cat that you said that died in the plane crash or whatever like you know what i'm saying la Bamba, like richie you know richie Valens, yeah, out here you know what i'm saying like the plane crash you know buddy holly all the rest of them so you know it's it's not so much that i feel like because when you hear they when they talk about them listen to the delight that they give them when they say because of how they died compared to somebody who's on the drug use because then, what we say is we don't know how much we missed if they weren't on the drugs, right? If they, but again, we know that some sometimes that's even more of a more of a, a, a enhancement of their their artistic side. You know what I mean? So it kind of goes hand in hand. It's it's one of those things where you know, let's just be honest. It would probably trip us out if Jimmy was straight, did not have any drug. Abuse whatsoever, right? Could you imagine Jimi Hendrix without the drug abuse, right?
0: And I'm sure there's, there's like a lot of his earlier stuff was probably like before a lot of the heavy use, um, but maybe it wasn't. But let me tell you what, like, you know, th- we know the drugs and alcohol was heavy back then, that was the influence. Um, and it was tragic to lose them the way we did in the overdose. But let me tell you this if you get somebody that does that much drugs and they stick around to this day, you get Ozzy Osbourne. And you don't want that. You don't want to see a Jimi Hendrix and, and, a, and the, what he represented walking around in that sad state of affair like Ozzy Osbourne.
2: That's a lot of, like, that's just a lot to put on your body, you know, oh, for a long question. time. <laughs> so, like, it, it makes sense. And, you know, it it is, like, like you were mentioning, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because it's like, yo, we're to some degree – um, you know, like shining light and giving and like praising them, but at the other and at the other time, it's like, yo, but what could it have been if they didn't have these demons that they were fighting?
0: I mean, real quick, and one of my, my things I mentioned, you know, was that that funk. Fa- I mean, this is an example. If you're not hitting <laughs> a solo like this with these faces, you're not in my top five. Like, if, if I'm not feeling that note that you hit you're not this this is what it is right here
2: all these dudes are one with that tar you know
0: yeah i mean it's it's it's, it's that moment and it's that moment
1: that point of the show hey real quick uh i wanted to mention one of my honorable mentions that i did not uh put in there is a young kid uh i, I caught him on ig but uh he uh he he's been covering a lot of the uh a lot of people and i think he's like nine years old huh oh, no,
0: young, oh, okay, I, I, I think it's,
1: like his first name is aaron but he had did one with like kurt franklin and it blew up uh he did like you know one of his songs but uh, you talk about the stank face. The fact that he's that young and realizes that he that when he makes that face is when he's in his bag at, as nine, as a nine year old that figures that out already. He's gonna be tough when he gets older, for real. <laughs> um,
0: right. Okay. So, pops, real quick, let me just tell you this: you missed two good ones. <laughs> two you missed two really good ones. Uh, but go, Eddie. Let's just let's, let's,
1: let's, let's go for it. Um think this is just an age-old battle of good versus evil. <laughs> uh, who actually takes time to um, enjoy breakfast, uh, but in the sense that one of them reigns supreme over it can be at any time of day. <laughs> and ultimately, instead of me just saying what I what I agree to or what I think. This is a versus today. The versus is waffles versus pancakes. All right. Now I know the peanut gallery is definitely going to chime in with what they feel is better, but ultimately, I will. This is the first week that I am going to say this with confidence. Fuck you all too. It's about the waffles,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Now, uh, yeah. shout out to Mike with the uh, the name Hair he just posted. Face. Yeah, Hair in the basis, nice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, so look, I'm gonna lead off here. Um, this is tough, it's not tough. This is not it is, tough, it
0: is, it is tough because this is not tough. The waffles in this picture look very delicious, but I think. <laughs> From the jump, I've always been a pancake guy because there's International House of Pancakes. It's not International House of Waffles. But there's, but there's a waffle, a waffle house, house. There's a waffle okay. house. Come
1: on, come on, but, come on. I'm listening. But
0: but, but I think that uh, just I think my earliest memories were on pancakes. And I think you get more pancakes for your buck. Because really? You can, get, you can get, go to IHOP and get a, a short stack or full stack and get six pancakes. You can't go down and get a tall stack of waffles and get more than one.
1: Well, because because if you look at it, your six pancakes equals up maybe just and two, then, may, maybe two waffles. But again,
0: but these are different waffles right here. No, hey,
1: that's a Belgian waffle. Like you if you're, you're not eating, if you're talking about agos, then I mean that's your fault.
2: <laughs> you can't be comparing agos to like. Even just making pancakes because there's no equivalent to uh, like a freezer pancake. And
0: I feel like waffles are more (laughs) a special occasion thing because you need a you need a waffle maker to make waffles. Pancakes you can make in a in a saute pan, you can make it in a frying pan, you can make so
1: it's the same amount of it's the same amount of products that you have to use for both. What are you talking about
0: here? You need eggs, you need eggs and uh oil for, for waffles to stick. Pancakes, you can just add water to the mix,
1: and that's why this shit is trash. <laughs> just because, uh, and I'm I was waiting for somebody else to say it, and that's why they're trash. No, my, minus you putting the syrup on it, they're they're trash. What are you tasting? What are you really tasting on it?
0: I'm not. I'm not saying that waffles are that much less than pan. I'm just going. It. This is like picking. You know who your favorite kid is, and you know. <laughs> I can't answer that.
1: Hi, right, CB, CB. where you at
2: with this? Y'all giving me tough shit today, man. Literally, I have to pick five guitarists. Now you're making me choose between waffles and pancakes. But here's the thing: it actually isn't that tough for me. Um, I am team waffles when it comes to this. Um,
0: French toast. I told man French toast. I mean, hey,
2: the th- the thing with I'm not we can because French toast is legit. Um, but when we're talking about waffles versus pancakes. When I think about pancakes, I actually visualize myself eating birthday cake for breakfast. Like that's what I think that I'm doing because the way that I eat my pancakes is they got all the chocolate chips in them. And it, they're just there's whipped cream everywhere, syrup everywhere. Like that's what it is. Waffles. And this is really how, you know, for me, waffles is the the, the choice because I got excited that I bought a waffle maker the other week.
0: Because
2: literally, I went, <laughs> uh, we're doing this uh, 10-miler training, right, uh, for this 10-miler we're supposed to run. So we go, we run, we're, we're doing a 5K. This is, we're just time trialing a 5K. And we got rewarded because two of the three of us didn't want to do this. But we got rewarded because we went back to my buddy's place, and his wife made us brunch. Including these waffles that were ridiculous. I've never said that about a pancake in my life. So that's what changes it for me. Like it, it's waffles. It's waffles. Got
1: gotcha. uh, bro. Like, how, like, how can you, how can you debate little pockets of syrup and butter like in every bite? Like, what are we talking about here? Chicken and waffles. Like, what, what right. do you put? What do you put with with pancakes? Pancakes has never gotten a, a add-on.
0: Pancakes and sausage. Uh, look, I'm not gonna, wow uh, that that's that's what you that's what it like, stands they're, on. It's a very close, but I just know waffles not close. To me are a special occasion type thing, which doesn't make them bad. It's just pancakes are more accessible at, at some at, you know,
1: certain. point. You just need a waffle maker. I, I swear <laughs> you would change. I got a waffle maker got a really good one, too. Let you dog down.
0: I think that's, that's good enough. All right. Um, <laughs> I went to the barbecue. <laughs> we thought so, the barbecue beforehand. Uh, where are we at? Uh, let's
2: just get back on track. Here we go right here. Uh, CB, let me unmute myself for Soul Swap this week. Um, sneakers released, uh, like tips this week on how to get a better shot at exclusive access because it was not actually how to do it. It was basically, um, yeah, if you like try some of this stuff, like you can do these things, but it's still not a guarantee. You know what I mean? So um, I think it was funny because obviously, you know, we follow all these uh, sneaker Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts, all these uh, different platforms and, um, you know, getting direct emails from the shops and all that kind of stuff. We do all this, right? And when it comes to the sneakers app, we routinely like to talk about the L's that we're taking. And so it's just kind of funny because I have not really gotten a true dub on the sneakers app this year. Like I, you know, I got uh, a pair of the Griffies, those Royal blue Griffys, which, you know, yes, they're a dope ass shoe, but they're not a pair of dunks that are going for a thousand dollars that other people are scoring on. You know what I mean? So it's funny that, I've actually gotten exclusive access twice from sneakers, and like it is, it is kind of wild because yeah, I, I me being more active on the app, me like when they're doing um, like these live streams, just chiming in and seeing what's going on. That's like some of the stuff that they were talking about in their little release that they they said. Um, but I just want to get your guys' take on you know them even coming out here and you know giving these tips basically to, oh, this is how you you, you can get exclusive access, maybe. um, it just, it just seemed like somewhat of a troll to me. You know, like I just felt like they're kind of rubbing it in my face.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a troll. I mean, the fact that they're aware, they're aware of...
1: <laughs> yes. I
0: mean, why not make more product, first of all? They're not. I mean, this is right. going to drive the sneaker market up. Obviously, supply and demand, right? But the fact that you're aware... Of these issues, you and, and you come out with that, yeah, man, look, it just means that you don't really care. You don't care at all. And then it, I don't need to give me, and at first, when I, when I first saw this, I thought it was, oh, now they're gonna, it makes sense they're gonna have a paid subscription to get early, early, but you know, you're, you're not gonna beat bots because they'll just pay to get in there too. Again, the fact that you're aware of the issue.
1: It's complete bullshit, to be honest with you. Let's just put it out there. It's what what all of us are thinking, right? Because when we saw it, we were like, oh, let me... Wait, no, this is the same shit that you've already told us before, and it still has not equated to a W, right? It's still L all day, every day, right? And the fact is, as as the Snickerhead community, we talk about it. We almost tell each other to get on the app. Go look at the shit, like it, do all of that, scroll on there, and then the funny shit is when we don't want the shoe we get the shit and we didn't even we didn't even put in the effort to get the fucking shoe but we get it anyway that, been there, that, done that. that that's <laughs> why that's why it pisses us off even more that they would release this bullshit as if like we didn't know about it Dog,
2: and the way that when that happens, when you score the joint that you weren't really about, you're like, yo, this is just fucked me up for getting the one that I really wanted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, Damn. Exactly.
0: According to that algorithm, oh, you won last week, you're not gonna win this week.
2: Right. Cause you know, we're not the ones that are posting W's every weekend for every drop. You know, who like those are the people that are getting the, the back room handouts from uh trophy room and shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, see what we got for that copper drop. This uh. week.
2: <laughs> All right, so copper drop this week. Um, these are the I wanted to talk about these because they got delayed um, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, but uh, these are the Nike Air Force One. Um, they're calling them the Postal Ghosts, and as you can see, they are stylized very similarly. To how a USPS box or uh, slip looks, right? Yep. Um, and this is not a sponsored uh, collaboration or anything. Which that honestly would probably be a better move, since the postal service needs the money. Because uh, who's buying stamps anymore and sending mail like that? But um, the shoe has some interesting details. Like the 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 upper looks like it's been vacuum sealed, which is kind of wild. Um, and obviously, you got just the the fact that it looks like you know, you're wearing uh, something that you bought at the Postal Service. So um, for me, I think it's a very interesting shoe. I'm not interested in copying it, but the fact that they had to go through, um, they had to delay the release because the Postal Service was like, nah, bro, hold on. <laughs> um, and now, it, they, you know, they patched, I don't know what agreement they came to or whatever, but there was news that Nike and the Postal Service patched everything up and they were going to be able to release them. So they are supposed to drop next week. Um, on the 14th, they're supposed to be 130 bucks. I'm not pressed for them, um, but I do think it's an interesting shoe. But in, in general, um, y'all know me. I don't I don't have uh, – I'm not a huge rocker of the Air Force One. Um, I just don't own a lot of pairs. So um, I would probably choose just a pair of fresh whites for me over these, uh, but that's that's just me. What's y'all's take?
0: Um, I would like to see them in person. It's a drop, though, <clears throat> but I would like to see them in person i think i had my phases with air force ones i mean the the yellow ones they're kind of like the um they're not they're not off white but the, the yellow ones are kind of patchy that um are kind of hitting the markets do interest me i mean i like the colors but i i passed my air force one uh phase because of the, just the, the creases. the creases on air force ones are ridiculous and i'm assuming that <laughs> I, I, I would love to see the packaging for this i'm assuming this part coming a priority box like it is in the but I just
2: want to see him in person. Uh, Before uh, E gives his take real quick, something that's funny is apparently, um, like, these are being shipped out by, like, FedEx or UPS. Like, they're not even being shipped using the Postal Service. (laughs) So, that's something that I read. I don't know if that's true or not, but that is hilarious if it's true. Wow.
1: Wow. Uh, E, what you got? Yeah, no, these are a fucking drop. Like, I'm just... Let's just let's just get it out there. Like let's like I'll say it. That's what you guys want to say. Like this is a fucking drop. Like I, I think if they if they wouldn't have made a big deal about them, right? And then the fact that, you know, they had to kind of go through litigation, like, or you know, this is what's gonna happen. But I, I think they tried too hard on this one. You know what I'm saying? Like this could have been done differently. It it's I'm not spending my money on this shit when there's a bunch of stock X that I'm waiting for the price to drop. So let's just let's go. Right.
0: Got you. Um, all right, let's do this. Uh, hold on, where's the the shoe and tail? Uh, let, let's get the little graphic up. Uh, so we got a, we got a, a dial in and tail. Uh, let's just start with this one. So we got uh yeah, we got my brother Matthew here, and he's got those. Look, first of all, the ones in the middle. Um, see, what are those? Refresh me real quick. Those are
2: yeah. the acronym Prestos. Um, but this is from the second round that they did because they did, um, they've done two different collabs with Nike for the Prestos. Uh, right. but the, and this was, I think they did these in like 2017 or 2018, but either way, those are freaking yeah. fire. You know, yeah. you know, I love those.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, I wanted a pair of those, couldn't get them. Uh, but then also like the Chucks, the, the what he's holding on the, the split ends of the, the thing. Uh, Chucks and I, I'd seen them floating around. Didn't see this colorway necessarily. I did see those uh, are fire the black and white. Mm, those ones. are and now that I've seen them, I actually do like them. Um, so yeah, you know, that's that's shout out to Matt. Those those are dope. Um,
2: yeah, no. And I actually wore my Prestos, those exact ones, when we went and saw Travis Scott. I remember
0: all
1: right, E, you up first? Yeah, yeah. Uh, FYI, I'm mad that I also did miss the uh, the the Wolf Gang uh, converse. Them whole sold out faster than. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that last part out, but um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler, Tyler
0: got a pair of uh, uh, high tops that just released.
1: So, so I'm going here. Uh, since pops is on the line, hopefully still he's still he's still on the line. Um... These are the ones that I that I definitely thought got away from me, and I made sure the fuck they did not. And when I say I made sure that these motherfuckers yeah, was coming, they are. Me, look, oh. these shits are so hard. Like this, by far, is probably the dopest Jordan golf shoe that he has come out with. That beyond the the eleven, like this shit is so hard. The material is crazy on this, and you can't beat the fact that these are the Tory pines and yeah, uh my game probably it still sucks, but I guarantee you I'm gonna get at least one or two shots off of the game strictly by just wearing these right. um yeah, these I had to I was so upset when they when Nike did what they did <laughs> i still don't I still don't even know what
2: happened because it was no like that,
0: like that was every place,
2: place that I looked for the drop, it yeah. didn't exist. Like, it went away. I was like,
0: hard, what are they doing color? here? And, the, and the, I would say, like, look, I would definitely put tape all on the bottoms of those to even the shoe I wear them to, to the movies of the mall.
2: <laughs> this is a dope colorway.
0: Don't come back to the clubhouse. Match <laughs> 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 your bonus. am uh, still, right.
1: I'm going to look fly doing all of the above. I'm right.
0: I kind of alluded to CB. Uh, remember we had that Lexus and Toyota kind of conversation?
1: <laughs> right. Um,
0: and it's kind of sticking to the theme of, of what's been going on tonight. So I'm going <sighs> to show you this box. Um, and just, I saw them a long time ago, and I knew I had to get my hands on a pair of them. Who So okay. if you don't know this box, it is the Como Des Garcons
2: cannot go wrong with those. Yeah. The come to Garcon play, man, that, that heart logo with the eyes is iconic now.
0: Yep. And
2: And those are so fresh.
0: Yeah, man. So, and on the inside, nothing special on the inside, just the. Yep. But yep, that's me. All right, CB.
2: All right. So um, because I missed last week, uh, thank you, Mother Nature. <laughs> um, I had, I had like other, I still like, cause I've been buying a lot of shit. Y'all know, I've been telling you. Um, but these showed up today, and I was like, oh. yeah, I have to show these off. I cannot wait to show these off. So some of the heat that I've been uh, uh, holding on to, I was like, yo. I don't know. So just look at the box. Look at this box. Ah. You see, you see the MB on there? Yeah. And then, uh. so Salah Bembry of, uh, is it Louis Vuitton fame? Hey, the Water Be The Guide, 2002 Rs. Um, this suede on here is ridiculous. Like this, this is crazy. Um leather up here is stupid. Like everything... We got the extra laces. We got. Uh, it's I'm like a green. Those. Yeah, I'm rocking those. Green and like. Uh, it's like because this is kind of like a pink, like tannish color in, in the middle here, and that's what these other laces are. And so, I'm just. I'm gonna end up switching the laces up at one point, but I have to spray these down before I take them outside because. Uh, yeah, the materials are just crazy, and the details are insane. So I'm blown that because y'all remember. It bottom? was a copper drop when the, the burnt orange pair came out. Yep. Like, <laughs> when the burnt orange pair came out, we, we profiled those on copper drop. And the resale on those is I'm stupid. So the fact that I was glad I was able to get these for a price that I was comfortable with. So
0: top uh, so has um, been begging for us.
1: To what's the it? what's the bottom? My bad.
2: Okay. It's a classic, like a standard um, uh, New Bounce. 2002 bottom but it's cool because they got like speckles on the midsole i don't know if it comes through in the on the webcam but bro and and, like when i tell you that this is soft like without me having even put it on yet like we already know that new balance makes high quality stuff and when they're doing collaborations like this it's on another level man
0: uh so quatapa's been begging for us to do a shoe and tell on how to protect our shoes because he's got those sunflower seeds um but yeah, so what, what would you recommend for that? What, what are the two cleaners that he should do or, or sprayers he should do or whatever? I mean, it doesn't have to be two. What, what, what do you suggest?
2: Well, it's funny that you bring up two because there's only two that I really have used and thought that they did what they advertise that they do. Um, And that's Rejuvenator and that's the Rust Never Wet. So. Um,
0: now, Quetapo, I believe I told you that in the conversation earlier today. So. you be just
1: verified. <laughs> I mean, how somebody? I man. used
2: to, I used to actually have uh, because I sprayed some shoes recently. I think it's upstairs, but normally I actually have my I have a bottle of neverwet that's down here um, in the man cave because this is also where my overstock is of all my sneakers. So um, <laughs> spray them down and keep them down here. But yeah, um, Reshovenator, Reshovenator, if you go to their IG page, And you look at the videos that they post of them pouring like chocolate syrup and it just rolling off like that shit is real. That shit is actually real. Um, And it does give you anxiety. But I was like, yo, I need that shit. Like whatever that is. And the thing is, like it works. It's just that um, rejuvenator can be more expensive. And unless you're like E and you live on the West Coast, the the shipping. To the east coast is fucking crazy so the last uh set of rejuvenator stuff that i bought was actually it was like double the price because of the shipping and so the rust it i think it works basically just as good and it's a little bit easier to find um and you can like amazon prime it and
0: it'll be there so
1: motherfuckers
0: maybe on a on a, a soul tales we'll explain you know what we can do that um but look we well, want to thank everybody for watching. Um, before we get on, hold on. Before we get out of here, uh, DC Shoppie, look, yes, ten percent off. WRC ten, save ten percent on delicious Chicago style deep dish pizza. Now, some things have changed. Tomorrow was supposed to be the grand opening. They have another issue with the inspection, but what they're going to do? The first weekend in August is the grand opening. It will be. So will they'll get through all of July. They can still have their soft opening somewhere in there once they pass inspection, but the big grand opening will be in August, uh, first weekend of August. I don't know if it's gonna be Saturday or Sunday, but they're it, it, gonna make it happen. Shout out to Grant. Um, shout out to all you guys for for watching and listening, and uh, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, but look, I want to leave with something special tonight. So we, we talked about you know top five guitarists of all times, and This was mentioned more than once on the show tonight. And Pops mentioned it. He brought it up. I hope you're still watching Pops. Uh, If anybody has never been taking a school before, a master class in the guitar or soloing. What's this right here? Boots. Holla at Quatapo about about Boots, Pops. Um, If if you haven't been in in a a classroom, a master class, there you go.